Hello, I'm Pastor Paul, an associate pastor at Living Word, and this is our podcast. I want to say thank you for joining us today. I know this message will minister to your spirit and it will build your faith. I know God will move in your life because you are a doer of the Word. Enjoy today's message. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much for coming out tonight. We'll let everyone kind of get settled in. Uh, I'm excited for the Word tonight. Uh, I'm excited to talk about uh, maybe something that kind of seems like a little bit of a strange subject, but I want to talk about uh, tonight in Matthew chapter 5, where Jesus says, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Now, before we get into that, I just want to share a quick little story. My dad has uh, something called a bobcat. Those of you who don't know, it's a skid steer. It's a a piece of construction equipment that'll tear up the ground really, really fast. And recently, he's dropped it off at our house for us to use to work the ground to uh, clear out a whole bunch of of brush. And as we were praying, I was reminded of something that, uh, that had happened and how it ties in with us and the Holy Spirit. We have a section of our land, we've, we've got four lots in, inside of Chatsworth, four city lots, and there's a section of land that's overgrown, there is uh, weeds, there's raspberry vines everywhere, thorns everywhere, it's terrible, and, and uh, the, the previous owners let it overgrow for good reason, people used to walk through their yard to get to the Casey's. Now, we're wanting to clear that out and grass seed it and make it all nice, and we'll just take the risk if people walk through our yard, we'll just... I have something to say. But I remember my dad came by. He dropped off the bobcat. And in a span of 10 minutes, he was able to pretty much uproot, clear, and almost level what would take me hours and hours and days and days. And I was reminded of the Holy Spirit and how he's at work within us and how he can do the same. And even at a greater level, I mentioned when I was praying that he would come and do what, uh, in an instant, what would take 10 years. I just believe the Holy Spirit is that way. I believe he hasn't changed since the scriptures. I believe that he lives big on the inside of us if we want him to. Amen? See, tonight we're talking about what it is to be poor in spirit. And I, 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 thought, about, uh, I thought about putting together a little slideshow. I didn't do it. But uh, Rihanna and I and Emery, I'm going to use a lot of, uh, lot of family examples. When you, when you have a kid, life changes, man. I mean, your perception changes, your perspective changes. I know Pastor Doug, uh, uh, forewarned, not forewarned, warned's a bad word, but told me this will happen. So I got a lot of Emery examples, a lot of Rihanna examples. But there was this little interchange that we had. Rihanna in her, uh, her caring, loving, nurturing heart. Uh, just wants the best for Emery like I do. For those who don't know, I'll, I'll, I'll be real brief on this so we can get into the Word, but for those who don't know, we've got two cats. You know, we like dogs, but we just don't have a lifestyle for dogs. We've got a perfect little calico cat that we love. It's our little angel, and then we have Rossi. All right, Rossi's a bit of a problem child. You know what I mean? We didn't get him as a kitten. We got him from, uh, from a family member, and he was just a problem child. We'll leave it at that. He would uh, kind of nip at you if you would pet anywhere past his shoulder blade, all right? And we thought when Emery first came in, we thought as soon as he does that, he's gone. We'll find, uh, we'll find someone to take him. We'll find uh, a worthy person, you know? We don't want him to get stuck in the system, as it were, and pass from house to house because even though we can't stand him, we just love him, 
We just love him. It's a vicious cycle. It's a love-hate relationship. It just it's just what it is. But I, 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 Rihanna, we had this interchange. Rihanna was, had Emery in one hand and Rossi in the other. And you know, to our surprise, Rossi's a perfect gentleman with Emery. But uh, Emery in one hand, Rossi in the other. Emery's going to run up here and just want to tell the story her own self. And Rihanna wanted to bring the two together because Emery wanted to hold her, wanted to be close to, to Rossi, to him, wanted to hold him and, and be with him. And you can see I just kept taking pictures the whole time as it was happening. Rossi's countenance changing and changing. Now his patience is great, but his face is not. I mean, you can tell he did not like it. One might even say, oh, that poor old soul. And many times we look at, you know, when I used to look at the passage of Scripture where he would say, where Jesus said, blessed are the poor in spirit, I'd kind of think about that. The people who are sad, you know, maybe he wasn't talking about an orange fluffy cat, but the people who are down. But not so. Not so. If you would turn into uh, Matthew chapter 5. Now, this isn't a downer message. I wrote that in my notes. I wanted to clarify that and say that. This isn't a message of saying, oh, you just need to pipe down. And No, no, no. This is an encouraging message. I believe this is a message that God has on his heart for his people. Matthew chapter 5, verse 3, Jesus says, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And what Jesus was talking about here was not, oh, the poor old people, the sad people, the people who are downtrodden. He has plenty of, of scriptures and verses about that. But what he was saying are, blessed are the people who remain hungry. Not hungry naturally. Hungry for him spiritually. He said, blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Does that mean that we lack spiritually? Does that mean that spiritually speaking in our growth, in our walk with Christ, that we, we lack or we're poor? Not so. If you look in Ephesians chapter 1, actually, you don't have to turn there, but they say, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings and heavenly places in Christ. So it's not that we don't have spiritual growth or spiritual gain. As a matter of fact, that's encouraged. We teach and preach that here. Grow, grow, grow. The scripture says we move from glory to glory. One level to the next in our walk with Christ Jesus. But what Jesus is saying here is blessed are those who remember their source. Blessed are those who are hungry for the master. Okay? It's not that we don't have spiritual growth and gain. But it's that we keep coming back and partaking of him. That we recognize our source. He says, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. In other words, if we do our part, if we remember Jesus, if we make time for the master, if we make time for Jesus, he'll say that ours is the kingdom of heaven. Our life will begin to produce fruit for the kingdom of heaven. Pastor Paul's been teaching and preaching a lot about producing fruit for the kingdom, and I want to tag right onto that. I wasn't planning to, but I am a little bit. But he says, For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. In other words, Jesus says that we can experience his kingdom in our lives when we are 
poor in spirit. In other words, when we recognize our source, when we remember the master. If I am poor and my only source of something, uh, say my job, if I didn't have a job, well, I would be financially poor. See, I make time for my job, you know. I make an effort for my job. Jesus here is saying that we are to make time for him. And I'm going to get into why here. I remember uh, as, as Rihanna and I started to, you know, we had Emery. We started to uh, watch her grow. And it's, it's an exciting thing watching babies grow. It's just funny. And uh, I, I really don't know why. I mean, I guess I do know why. But Rihanna really had it in her heart more than I did to, to teach Emery baby sign language, you know. Get a little bit of signs going here. And for months and months and months and months and months and months, we would do this more or uh, all done, all done, or milk. And over and over again, we would do this without any sort of, you know, nothing happening on the other end. You know, kind of just watch them with a blank stare. But lo and behold, after time and practice and practice and practice, it wasn't long where Emery would look up at Rihanna and go. She was able to say what she wanted before she reached a level to where she could even use her own mouth. Recognize something, that God works with us wherever we are spiritually. It's no excuse if we're just down here, just getting started, just like Emery was. Even a little baby was able to say, milk. Or even, I'm done. Amen? No matter where we are at in our walk with God, there's always a way for us to express uh, how we feel to our Father. There's always a way for us to go up. There's always a way for us to commune with Him. And what I really want to drive home tonight is that we remember our source. Because I'm aware of something that there has been a vicious attack on the body of Christ, even the local churches where people with all of this stuff that's been happening in our nation, all of these things we've been saying, it. Pastor Doug came out and said it by the Holy Spirit last year, the devil's out to divide every righteous relationship. Recognize that that attack is still trying to weed its way in and work its way in. And I'm here to, to encourage you by the Spirit of the living God, if you will hear the Word of God that is coming out of this long-haired boy's mouth tonight, that he has a plan for each and every one of us to grow together, to stay together, to press in together, to be the pushback against the plan of, en- of the enemy But together, to not let that rebellion, as it were, if we are rebelling against the work of the enemy, not to let that rebellion against the enemy turn against us. And I'm here to encourage you tonight to remember the source, to be poor in spirit, because Jesus said we'll have the kingdom of heaven then. Amen? Y'all following me tonight? Matthew chapter 5, he... Jesus kept on going through the Beatitudes here. I'm not going to go through all of them, but I want to point to one more. Matthew chapter 5, verse 6, he says, Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. In other words, righteousness. You know, you've heard me say this multiple times. You've heard Pastor Paul, Pastor Doug. Righteousness is to be in right standing with God. 
by the work of Jesus, right? I use this example all the time. I am in right standing with my wife. My wife is in right standing with me. I love my wife. There's nothing against, there's nothing blocking our relationship here. And recognize that without Jesus Christ, there would be something blocking our relationship with God, but because of Christ. But understand what Jesus is saying here. He said, blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. In other words, right standing with our Father is what we crave. We boil away all the stuff. We boil away all the things that we want in this life, in this world, all, this, all the things, all the stuff. Some of those things are good. Some of those stuff is even needed and necessary. I'm looking for a good deal on an air compressor, so if y'all got one, let me know. But recognize something, that there is a, a deep spiritual craving that we have, and that is to be in right standing with our Father. So Jesus is saying that blessed are they that hunger and thirst for right standing with the Father. And I believe that as we navigate through this time, through the time that we're living in, through these end times, that many would crave to be in, quite frankly. You know, I'm sure when we get to heaven, the prophets of old will want to know what it was like to have the Holy Spirit living in, it, in us. But what we, what we must be careful of and what we must be cautious of is what I would just said earlier, that we push back against the work of the enemy, that we push back against what the devil has in mind with the plan of God. And in doing that, we hunger and we thirst to be in right standing with the Father. In other words, there's a priority shift. Tonight's a practical word. I believe that each and every person here knows Jesus. If you don't, come see me after. We'll make sure of it. But... Um, How do I say it? I believe that we, each and every one of us, know the Holy Spirit. We know the Lord God living within us. But what I want to encourage each and every one of us tonight is in the, uh, in the arena of the mind, our soul. Scripture says, and I believe it's in First or Second Thessalonians, I don't remember, that he says, I pray that your entire spirit, soul, and body would be presented blameless before the Lord. Spirit, soul, and body. Right, We teach and believe here, I know you've heard me say it, but we teach and believe here that we are a three-part being, that our eternal nature is, is spiritual, made in the likeness and of an image of God, and when we're born again, joined with His Spirit, that we have a soul, our mind, our will, our emotions, our intellect, and we live in a body, that's the earth suit. I've been watching a lot of space things, I love space, I'm fascinated with space, and I'm always amazed at the suit. It's pretty remarkable. They actually, NASA classifies the spacesuit as its own vehicle. So recognize that you are your own vehicle. You are your own uh, 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 person, and this is not your eternal you. And what I want to focus on tonight is our mind. Because I believe that in this, uh, I mentioned this vicious attack, that there has also been a creeping in in our individual lives, that the enemy has tried to come against us. Come against his chosen people, his, his body, the body of Christ. And that that doesn't just affect the body of Christ as a whole, but each individual part. And I believe that we have the answer for that. And that's Jesus. We know that. Let's move on here. Uh, I mentioned in my notes, uh, blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, 
for they shall be filled. In other words, right standing with our Father is what we crave. I don't know, we're not quite here yet with Emery, but maybe if, when you grew up, did you ever just want to do the right thing all the time? When you were a real little kid especially, that's how I was. I wanted to make sure I was clean as a whistle. I wanted to do right. I wanted to do exactly what the rule said to do, especially with my teachers. Recognize Bethany's smiling because she's probably still that way a little bit, you know, just a little bit. But recognize, that's a trait of God. He put that in us. That's part of our eternal nature, to want to be in right standing with him, and in turn, with each other. Now, our mind can sway our appetite. There is a mental decision. I'm not even talking spiritually. There is a mental decision we can make to be hungry for spiritual things. If we aren't careful, the things of this world can get in the way of our walk with Christ. I mentioned that, how the enemies really tried to come against people, against uh, unity, against uh, the progression of the body of Christ into the plan of God. And I believe, you know, you, you can look up statistics, how, you know, uh, uh, anxiety rates, depression rates, even suicide rates are up. Recognize that the enemy has tried to come against people. And what I am offering tonight is from the word, scriptures and passages that we can look at to push back from that. Amen? There, uh, yes. So I want to go to John chapter 6, verse 32. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I added this in last minute. I think I put it in the, the notes for tonight, but I, I don't remember. I was scrambling about four o'clock, five o'clock, and still adding and making changes. Just, it's just how it goes sometimes. You know, sometimes you think and ponder on the scriptures. You think and ponder on what you're going to present, and more stuff just gets revealed. That's how revelation knowledge works. John chapter 6, verse 32. Jesus is talking to a group of people here, talking about uh, how uh, back in the day with, with the Moses and the Israelites, they were talking about how God gave us bread from heaven. He gave Moses bread from heaven. And uh, Jesus was telling him, yeah, he gave them your ancestors bread from heaven, but they died. He said, there's a greater bread. And he says, my father giveth you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he which cometh down from heaven and giveth life unto the world. In other words, Jesus is the bread of God that we are meant to partake of so that we have the zoe or God kind of life, right? I'm going to kind of run through this pretty quick. Then said they unto him, Lord, evermore give us this bread, right? He just told them, I got the bread that will make you live forever. They said, cough it up, Jesus. He says, evermore give us this bread. And Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger. And he that believeth on me shall never thirst. Now, if we're not careful here, a skeptic would say, well, there's a contradiction in the scripture. Jesus said that we'll never hunger or thirst. But then earlier in, in, uh, in Matthew, he says, blessed are they that hunger and thirst after righteousness. See, recognize something here. If you have accepted Jesus as your Lord and as your Savior, you already ate the bread. You already ate the bread of life that he's talking about here. You are already awakened spiritually. But recognize that we are still meant to continually come to Jesus and believe on him. Psalms 34 says, O taste and see 
that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusts in him, trusteth in him. Now understand something. In order for me to trust, I mentioned how we make a mental decision, how this is a, a, a sermon about our mind and making mental decisions to choose Jesus, to make time for the master. Recognize something. It is my choice whether I want to or not want to trust. And what Jesus is, or what the, the psalmist of old was saying here, to taste and see that the Lord is good. He said, blessed is the man that trusts in him. Blessed is the man that chooses Jesus. Yes, chooses Jesus in our spirit, in our spirit but also in our mind. See, I've, I've said this in times past. I want to make sure I'm where I'm at. Our mind is a tool, right? We talked about how our spiritual nature is uh, to do good. You know, to want to be in right standing with God. But then we've got our flesh, where if our flesh isn't under the blood of Jesus, it doesn't want to do good. It wants to do bad. But then we've got our mind that's in the middle, and it'll sway one way or the other way. And you and I have the mind that we can control if we want it to assist and aid in doing bad or assist and aid in doing good. And what I'm talking about tonight is our mind. And what I'm looking at here with, with uh, the scriptures Jesus was talking about, blessed are, blessed are those who, uh, sorry, forgive me, i, I got to look at my notes. He was talking about how, um, oh, I lost my spot here. Here we go. He was talking about how um, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. And what I want to ask each, you individually, this is between you and the Holy Spirit, what are we filling up on? What are we giving our time to? What are we giving our attention to? What are we taking in? You know, Pastor Doug talked last week. If you, if you didn't hear this message, I encourage you to go back and listen to it. It was really, really, really good. He talked about... Uh, uh, Basically, faith, faith for things and faith for dealing with people and, and all this big haul that he got in Wisconsin. So Pastor and I went down, up to Wisconsin. There was a house that was being torn down. There was all kinds of amazing things that Pastor was able to get for a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of a price. You go back and listen to it. Pastor Doug told it amazingly and wonderfully well. But I had the availability and Pastor needed the help, so I went with him. And I can recall, <clears throat> excuse me, I can recall... That the first day we were there, there was a whole bunch of stuff to do, a whole bunch of stuff to load up on, a whole bunch of work that had to get done. And by the end of the day, we figured out, pretty much got it settled. But then something else happened. Doors opened even more, and Pastor was able to get some stuff for a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of a price. I remember the second day. We were there. We stayed another night. We got uh, two more hotel rooms for the night. And I remember the next day, looking at the job that was ahead of us, knowing we needed to leave that night. We needed to get on the road. We thought by one or two, you know, silly, silly, one or two. But I remember we were working and working and working. And, I, and if you've ever worked with Pastor Doug, he's incredibly generous. So hear me here. This isn't a, a, a I'm not tying Pastor Doug. You'll, you'll see. 
Pastor Doug's incredibly generous. Whenever I work with him, there's always plenty of snacks. There's always plenty of drinks. There's like 16 different kinds of protein shakes. You know, all kinds of different energy drinks. The good stuff, not the cheap stuff. And he's very generous that way. But uh, one thing you, you may or may not know about Pastor, he's, he's also incredibly healthy. And a lot of times he doesn't eat a lunch. Now, I'm not quite on that eating schedule. I usually eat a lunch. And Pastor gave me the opportunity the second day we can run, let's go into town, let's get a bite to eat. You know, he might even get something, let's get a bite to eat. But I can recall me making the conscious decision, I don't, we just don't really have time. We don't really have the availability to run and energize and fuel up. And the task at hand seemed too great if we wanted to get on the road. And pastor made it available. He had the time, he had the snacks, he even had the cash, because I bet he would have paid for it, because he's generous. But I can recall making the decision, we don't have time. And the point that I'm trying to make tonight is that many times we get caught up with the things of this world. Many times uh, uh, events of the day or whatever is happening with our work life, our personal life, our church life, our family life. Many times the time or the task at hand seems too great and we say, I don't have time. What I want to encourage each and every one of us tonight, again, this isn't a downer message. This is an encouraging message. I want to encourage each and every one of us to make time for the master. Again, I'm not aware of Anyone here who's, oh, you've been really been slacking. Now, you're not going to get any judgment from me. We are the least judgmental church. But what I am here to do is to exhort you, to build you up. Scripture says that's one of my roles, to edify the body of Christ. So I'm here to edify you and tell you it's worth it. It's worth it. Amen? It's worth it to press into Jesus. It's worth it to take the time to take 10 minutes, to take 15 minutes, because we're at such a crucial moment in the plan of God where it's almost like it can go one of two ways and the balance lays in our hands. It lies in our hands. And I want to encourage you to press into the master because he has specific things for each and every one of you, and myself included. He has specific plans for each of us. Each of us here in Roberts, Illinois, at Living Word Church at 749, God has a plan for you. And I'm going to be honest, it doesn't come from working and working and working and not making the time and taking the time. And I'm preaching to myself tonight. Because again, God has a great and mighty plan for these end times. And I believe you are great in that plan. Amen? Let's keep going here. Get through this and finish by eight. So the psalmist of old said, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good, and blessed is the man that trusts in him. In other words, choose to trust in him. Choose to trust in Jesus. We talked about how the mind is a tool for our spirit or our flesh. I talked about how if we don't keep coming back to our master, weariness sets in. If we don't fill up by the Holy Spirit, Weariness will creep in. 
And if there's something I'm aware of, is that many times weariness has crept in in people's lives. Weariness. See, this message is for those of us who maybe feel a little tired. Those of us who maybe feel a little burned out. Happens sometimes. Those of us who have uh, maybe felt like something's missing. Or you've plateaued spiritually. I don't care how young or old you are or how long you've been doing this. Right? This walk we call Christian. I want to encourage you that we have a master. We have a source. And if we are poor in spirit, we will come to him and he will fill us. I don't know about you, but I'm believing that the Holy Spirit is reviving hunger in us. Tonight, that we be hungry for him. That we choose hunger now, the Holy Spirit satisfies our hunger and thirst so we are able and fit to produce. I opened up with that. Pastor Paul's been talking about that. We are meant to produce fruit for the kingdom of God. And when we commune with the Holy Spirit and prioritize time with Him, that is when the fruit-bearing ability comes into play. Psalm 63, 1 says, O God, you are my God. Early I will seek thee. In other words, we make the decision to press in. Early I will seek you. And God in his uh, infinite wisdom, especially for men like me, made it incredibly clear and obvious as to when the perfect time is early. He even told us when the ideal time is Press into God. Now, I'll tell on myself, I've been, I've been trying to take him at his word. I've been trying to get up earlier, trying to spend some time in, in the Holy Spirit, praying in tongues, reading the scriptures, doing what I need to do. You know, I've got Pastor Doug, who is uh, incredibly talented at that. You know, there's an anointing, I think, to go on less sleep than about seven hours. And I really believe one of these days I'm going to get into that somehow, some way. But I'm trying to get up earlier. And this morning, my eyes popped open at 4.30. I thought, perfect. This is a great time to get up. And then my eyes popped open again, and it was like 6.15. It's funny how that happens. Just out of nowhere. I don't know what's up with that. See, I mean, sometimes, you know, it's difficult to make these changes. It's difficult to uh, decide to be early in the morning. But here's what I do know. I know that if we are faithful to do what God asks us to do, if we're faithful to do our part of this covenant with God, he is always faithful to do his. He will meet you early in the morning. Early in the morning when you rise, he will be there. If you are seeking direction for your life, I believe that the Holy Spirit will come upon you. It will fill up and bubble up within you in the morning when you spend time with him and direction will come. If you're believing God for healing in your body, I believe that when you rise and spend time before the master, he has the bread that we need. He has the water that we need, the water of the word, the Holy Spirit to rise up within us and to bring healing into our bodies. If you have issues with relationships in your life, family members, kids who are gone astray, I believe that as you spend time with the Holy Spirit early in the morning, 
they will begin to turn their hearts back to God. Turn their eyes back on the Father, back on the Savior. I don't know about you, but we serve a great and mighty God. Now, continuing in Psalm 63, as we begin to wrap up here. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh longs for you in a dry and thirsty land where no water is. This is David talking. David was literally in the wilderness when he wrote this. Literally surrounded by a, a land with no water, no food. Recognize something. I talked about how we're in our earth suit. About how NASA classifies their spacesuit as a separate vehicle. Recognize something. You and I are, are in the wilderness of this world. There's no getting around it. However, we have a source within us. Amen? We have a source that is the Holy Spirit where at the drop of the hat, there's refreshing. At the drop of the hat, there's sustenance. Amen? Recognize that David's mind, so David the guy who wrote it, his mind and his emotions were oriented to the master. He said, my soul thirsts for you and my flesh longs for you. He started off with correcting his mind, changing the orientation of his mind on the master and his flesh followed suit. If we will make the decision in our mind to turn towards the master, whatever fleshly issue we deal with will begin to turn and follow suit towards the master. Amen? John chapter 4, Jesus says, Whosoever drinketh of this water shall never shall thirst again. He was talking to, I believe, at the woman of the well here. Shall drink of the water, shall thirst again. But whosoever shall drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst but the water that I shall give him shall be in him, a well springing up into everlasting life. In other words, Jesus promised that, when, that we will be filled if we hunger and thirst for him. Remember Psalm 34 as I close here where the psalmist said, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. See, when we taste that the Lord is good, we experience it for ourselves. You know, I've recently been getting into homemade bread making, right? I'm looking to expand my horizons a little bit. And I can tell you all the steps to make great homemade focaccia. So focaccia is an Italian bread. It is delectable. It is delicious. I can tell you the best way to slice the garlic for the top, to finely mince the garlic, to sift the flour for the mix, all kinds of things. I can tell you, you want to have your uh, water temperature about 110 degrees for your yeast, a little bit more, a little bit less, not much more, in order to get a good rise. But it's one thing for me to tell you about the bread. It's another thing when you taste it. And I want to encourage you tonight that we have a Holy Spirit living on the inside of us who's just waiting. Taste and see. Taste and see. Amen? Jesus promised that we will be filled when we hunger and when we thirst for Him. My heart behind this is just to encourage you guys, to edify you guys like the Scripture says to do. And I just believe that as we move forward, I just believe that... Uh, Whatever happens in this world, whatever even happens in our state, in our country, I just believe that the Holy Spirit has marked us to succeed in God's plan. I believe that Living Word Church is blessed. I believe that if you go here, you're blessed by God. Amen?
I want to pray as we close. Heavenly Father, I just worship you and I thank you for these people. Father, I thank you that we taste and see that you are good. Father, we uh, come to you in the name of Jesus thankful for your Holy Spirit living big on the inside of us. Father, I just thank you that each person here as they uh, uh, begin to increase in their communion with you, Father, that you meet them in that place. Father, that the Holy Spirit would begin to be like that, uh, uh, that water that springs up that Jesus was talking about. And Father, that people would receive direction from you. They would receive correction from your Holy Spirit. They would receive uh, mercy, grace. They would receive freedom and deliverance and healing by your Holy Spirit. Father, I thank you that you are a God that is alive, that you are a God that is true to your word and you cannot lie. Now, Father, I thank you. I speak blessing over each and every person here. Father, I thank you that these, each person's storehouses are blessed by you tonight. I thank you that each person's family is blessed by you tonight. Father, in the coming and in the going, Father, I thank you that we're blessed in the cities and blessed in the field. Father, I worship you and I praise you. Holy Spirit, live big in our lives and we will hunger and thirst for you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us. A special thanks to those who give generously to this ministry. It's because of you that ministry at Living Word Church is possible. You can get more information on our website at go2lwc.org. You can also give online as well. If you enjoyed today's podcast, you can subscribe. You can share it with your friends. You can take a screenshot and post it to your social stories. You know what? You can even share it in person with someone who needs encouragement from God's Word today. Thanks again for listening. And as always, you're welcome to join us in person where we will worship together and God will minister directly to you. Be blessed this week and be a doer of His Word.